Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the wise man, Matt Mears. Well, good evening and welcome to Splinters the Bench Podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming live on the web at triplehh.com.au, triplehfm.com.au, and available to download from podcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, all your good podcasts and the bad one as well. I am the wise man, Matt Mears, and we've come to the end of March, so that means the end of the Australian cricket season. Just finished that little bit early due to that pesky COVID-19. We don't need to talk about that here on Splinters, but uh, without the winter... Season yet to start for those reasons. Now is a perfect time here on Splinters to wrap up what was the Cricket New South Wales season. And over a couple episodes, we will start to wrap up all the different uh, levels of cricket. First off here, we will cover the uh, Premier Cricket for Men. And joining me here on a packed edition of Splinters, first off, opening the bowling with me today, he is Mr. Cricket Sydney. The Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Welcome to Splinters. Thank you, Mirzi, and uh, good evening to everyone. It's wonderful to be here as well. And don't forget, we are being uh, we are being proudly supported by our good friends at Today's Tale and Cricket Sydney, who are uh, big contributors to our segment now. Cheap plug. Here we come. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to have to unfollow them first thing in the morning. Um <laughs> I said it is a packed episode here, and uh, we've got two of the best joining us. First off, from the Northern Districts Career Club, our friends from just across the road, just across the train line there at Waitara, Daniel Anderson. Daniel, welcome to Splinters. Thanks for, for joining us this evening. No worries, guys. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to uh, chat some cricket with you. Mate, we're, it's a pleasure to have you here, and also to a man, he made his commentary debut with us in the Mossman versus Manly game at Mark Taylor Oval with myself and Kiwi Mick. We told you he'd be back. He's back from Mossman Cricket Club. Hayden Brown. Hayden, welcome to Splinters. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to chatting and getting into some rumours tonight. Oh, well, uh, a big spoiler alert. No pun intended. There's uh, <laughs> a lot to cover here, obviously, with uh, always an eye on next season, but there's plenty of talk about from the season just gone. Uh, we'll go to the final standings of all the competitions, as long as some of the top 10 performances with the bat and ball. We'll also have a bit of a look at the T20 Cup, sponsored by Kingsgrove, Point of Grey and the Green Shield. And uh, we can also have a look at some of the predictions from back at the beginning of the year. We'll see how, we, how some of our so-called experts went on that as well. And yes, as Hayden said, a few of the transfer rumours that are going around the circuit... Uh, we always like to see if uh, they will come to fruition. A lot, lot time to go before we hit 2020-21. So uh, let's have a look at this year and let's get ready to go. So first up, Anthony, at the start of the year, we had the four of us, you, yourself, myself, Tony Dosen and Nathan Smith. We gave our predictions um, on how the um, table would finish at the end of the year. And there was some, while there was some... Um, Ones that were the same. There's a few out there ones as well, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So the four the four predictions that were very consistent amongst uh, the four of us were Sydney University, Sydney Tigers, Parramatta, and Penrith all to make the top four. 
However, the differences were uh, were quite interesting. Some of them overlapped, some didn't. So Tony Dozen, he also picked Bankstown and Eastern Suburbs. Matt Mears, yourself, you picked St. George and Sutherland. I went with Sutherland and Bankstown, and Nathan Smith went with Gordon and Northern Districts. Yeah, well, the top 10 ended up being, well, the Randy Peets, they finished on top on 77, Sydney Uni on 66, Bankstown 61, Sydney 57, East on 53, UTS North Sydney on 47, Northern District and Campbelltown Camden shared 44 points, uh, St. George on 41, and Western Suburbs on 39, so... Where, how'd we go? So hit for everybody was obviously Sydney Uni and the Sydney Tigers making that top six. Everybody had Penrith and Parramatta who missed by some distance. Tony Dawson, who we have to mention due to contractual obligation, he had two big hits with um, Bankstown and Eastern Suburbs making the top six. Brilliant calls, both of them. Well, he is the man on the pulse and, uh, I said, at least it wasn't Shane Evans and his one from 10 predictions. I said, <laughs> I did all right. I had one one hit with um, Northern District just missing in seventh. One close call with St. George. Uh, they finished ninth. They only missed by a win. And my big miss was Sutherland, who uh, finished 16. Mr. Caruso, I know you want to brag, so by all means... Well, brag or get absolutely hammered by this because I ended up with a 40% hit rate. So um, we'll see how, what everyone thinks about this. But I had two hits. I, I correctly called Bankstown making the top six. Uh, and I made the call that Northern Districts were – I'm sorry, Daniel. I made the call that Northern Districts were just going to miss the six. And unfortunately, you finished seventh. Uh, very close. They had that last round. I I think they were a chance. They were were definitely a chance. And I think, you know, from your side, first off, Daniel, certainly the addition of Scott Rogie into the lineup really did um, bolster the team and give you some some grit in in some of these games. Yeah, as you said, Scott was a massive addition this year. Um, There's so much experience. He's been one of the leading players across Sydney grade cricket his entire career um so bringing him in not only his on-field performances but what he brought off the field and um around the change room was awesome this year and obviously a very close season for us pretty devastating but um missing players like you mentioned before nathan smith for the whole season is obviously a, a big hit but finish so close is tough but um yeah pretty successful season on the whole for the boys and we're starting to see as well like that that second grade team from a couple of years ago that won the premiership in the nail-biter against Manly Warringah. Some of them are now starting to get settled within first grade. So you can see, we could see Northern Districts being highly competitive again next year if you can hold on to them. Absolutely. If we can keep those guys coming through and improving, um, which I'm sure they will um, under Ian Butler and Brendan Lyon, our coaches, um, I'm sure they're going to keep getting better and better. And, yeah, I think our team's only on the way up, especially with um, players like Toby Gray and Nathan Smith coming back into the side next year. I think we're just going to get better and better as we go along. Now... We are going to have to... Um, Matt Mears has been waiting for this because he wants to pay out on me for this. This is my three misses. Mate, so first off, you owe me for not going to town on that Cricket Sydney post, all right? Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> so first off, um, Sutherland... Uh, I called Sutherland for the sixth. They finished um, 16th. Well, I can't say much. Oh. I picked that as well. Yeah. I the called... Steve Smith, well, the Steve Smith factor in that, like we all thought at the beginning of the season, having him there for that whole of... 
um, 2018-19 would have an effect on that team and that they would be able to take that next step forward. But they just... It, it's, you had a, a whole season with Steve Smith and it's just like they didn't take anything out of that. I know, absolutely. The next one surprised me. Uh, I, I called UTS North Sydney missing the six. Not by much, I said, but missing the six. But they finished exactly six. So I don't know if you could call it a miss or a close call. Well, so, so they had a, they had a couple of standing up there. Obviously, missing the cross weights that was what you based your uh, decision on. But they they had some they had some other players there that really stood up in their absence. Yep. And then the last one was my big surprise. I was the only one who made a call for the Wooden Spoon. I call Western Suburbs for the Wooden Spoon. They finished 10th, and it is one of the um, standout performances, Daniel, from the season. And real, the, one of the real draw cards ended up being Muhammad Irfan Jr. Yeah, um, he was unbelievable. We um, played them one of the last games of the season, and he just came in and put in one of the great performances, as you had the whole time he was with them. Um, he just kept running in all day, hit a great length, moved the ball, and um, bowled off the wrong foot too, which didn't make it easy for many of the batters out there. But yeah, he was <laughs> them this year. So th- there was it. That's my forty uh, percent hit rate. And uh, Daniel, <laughs> well, if you if you got it up in front of you now, we'll let you uh, we'll let you have your pasting of Nathan Smith if you want. <laughs> I don't know if I'll paste him too much, but uh, he's backing our team to make the six and finishing seventh. I'm a uh, Pretty happy with him for backing us to make it all the way in. But um, I guess missing with Gordon to make the sixth and finishing 15th, I think I probably would have been there with him as well. Um, Gordon have a good team with guys like Steve Colley and um, Stobo and, and the like. So I think I would have backed them to make the sixth too. So I'm not going to get too stuck into him. But, yeah, obviously one miss and one close call for Smithers. Now, um as we said, as we said, Mizzy, with the with the ending of the season early, Randwick, Petersham, and were awarded the premiership with an amazing run of form. Um, it was cemented with two critical outright wins, and the first one being at Campbelltown, Camden, which was done done with the bat. Uh, but then the other one was um, against Hawkesbury. Now, um, Dossie, we were speaking off air about this Randwick, Petersham lineup and the all-round ability, but it just seemed like this year everyone stepped up. Yeah, it, it was it was, uh, it was just incredible. But on their behalf, I um, managed to um, sneak in a 12th man spot in the first opening 2020 against them. And just watching the way they go about uh, just playing their cricket and just how they attack all the formats of the game is just unbelievable. They've just got, you know, great, great players and just... A really, a really serious mindset towards towards the season. Really, they just performed so well. It was awesome to watch. And, and it was one of the pickups as well, Mizzy, that they uh, they got from Parramatta. One of the rumours that we caught with that was correctly called Will Affleck leaving Parramatta for Randwick Petersham, and his game went to another level there. It certainly did. Randwick Petersham. It's a team that uh, when you've got the likes of Jason Sanger and Daniel Sams in there, it, it can be expecting a lot of them when. They need other play, other players to stand up. They probably were blessed in the fact that, that Jason Sanger wasn't called up for New South Wales or Big Bash duties as much as he has been in previous seasons. Um, and they did have a lot of Daniel Sands around, probably 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 not as much as they would have liked, but maybe a little bit more than they would have expected. So they certainly helped. Um, they certainly helped them in the in the drive for the title. 
Um, and then we go to their form in the um, in the two days and the and the the one day competition in the T20 Cup, Mizzy. Well, yeah, they they couldn't quite pull off that that one day um, the the two day and one day um, finals um, and and get the double premiership. They did go down in that one day final though to um, Sydney University. But uh, it was a brilliant bowling display by uh, Charlie Castle and Dan Holloway after uh, the, the uni captain Liam Robinson and David Miller both posted half centuries. Um, and But David uh, Dea Singham, though, with six for 31 off his 10 overs, really tried to be that X factor. But I said a good season all over all round for Randwick Petersham. And then, see, the Kingsgrove T20 Cup, I mean, what what can be said about Sydney? They pretty much dominated the competition from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, they just, like, they had some seriously high-class players. Uh, I mean, having a captain like Dan Smith certainly can boost the, the team ego, I think. And um, especially to go on and win the, the national uh, 2020 champs as well, it just proves uh, just really how good of a side they had and how well they played throughout the season. I think it's time for the top 10, Mizzy. Well, let's go through it. As I said, we will congratulate Sydney Uni. I said, I was there for that um, final, um, we called it on Triple H, but Dan Smith coming in after not playing most of the season, he's 89 off 47 balls, just something else. And uh, he was a big factor in Adelaide as well for them. But uh, we'll have a look at the top 10 batting aggregate and bowling aggregate for the competitions. Josh Clark. From Western Suburbs, 741, Dan. He um, he was probably a big reason that Caruso's prediction of um, them taking out the wooden spoon didn't come to an effect. He really stood up for them and, and led that batting order well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen Josh uh, pile on some massive innings against us in the past, and I'm not surprised at all that he managed to uh, lead them um, up the table this year. He was, um, he's an outstanding pickup for them and a really class player, so... Not surprised at all to see him at the uh, top of that table. Well, I said, we go through the rest of that top 10. Ryan Gibson from Penrith, 719. Not much of a surprise. Tim Ward from Parramatta, 717. That He's man class. Will... He is class. Well, I said, I think we'll see him around in future years as well, staying up there. But that man, Will Affleck Caruso, that you mentioned from Randwick Peterson, 715 runs. And then Jason Sanger, next with 658, that's the sort of middle order that you need, and that's what wins titles. It absolutely is, and, you know, it just goes to the strength that Rainwick Peterson really just um, showed this year. And, uh, again, sort of, Daniel, the uh, lineup that, you know, all of a sudden they've got a couple of key batsmen up the top of the order in Will Affleck and Daniel Bell Drummond, and then there's all-rounded ability from number three till number ten. They've got runs all the way down the order. Yeah, as you said, they literally battle the way down. They've got so many bowling options. They're such a hard side to beat. Um, we played them this year at Coogee, and we thought we had a pretty good score. And um, in the end, Athlete came out and, and smashed a, a big score against us and um, really put us on the ropes. So they just keep fighting, and I'm not surprised at all that they um, won the comp, and, and they were very deserving to do so as well, I think. Well, we'll have a look, quick look through the rest of the uh, top 10 with Nick Carruthers from Bankstown. He had a standout year, 656. Nick Cutler from Western Suburbs, 641. He was great backup for Josh Clark. Liam Robinson with 639. Our friend of the bench, Tim Crawford from Gordon with uh, 629. And I'm going to leave that last one to you, Anthony. 
Nimithan Rakoshinan. <laughs> He's from Haw- from Hawkesbury. He got 627 runs. We'll go to the bowling aggregate. And one that probably Hayden and yourself, Anthony, know fairly well, topping that bowling aggregate, someone from Manly that made that trip across to UTS North Sydney with the crossweight, Matt Alexander with 40 wickets. I was stunned by the I was stunned by this performance because he was always he, during his time at Manly Dossie he was he was always sort of considered a fringe first grade um, bowler, but the move across to North Sydney has just opened up the possibilities for him and this is the year he delivered for the Bears. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like I know I know uh, Matty reasonably well and. Um, look, it just looked like he was just a real shining light for North Sydney this year. He just looks like he found his groove really well. And um, just watching him bowl, and it's just such a difficult action to pick. And, um, yeah, I think he, he just bowled really well. And he had – I'm pretty sure he had a um, – might have got rained out, but he got named in a tour match against the English Lions, I believe. Yes, he did, yeah. On that one. one of the New South Wales 11s, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he was well-deserving of that. Um, I think, yeah, he just bowled so well. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, he's just found his groove over at North Sydney, so it's really good from him. Um, we'll have a look through. Nick, the money man, Bills, he comes second. It shows him why he gets the big bucks. Uh, he finished on 36. That man we spoke about earlier for Western Suburbs, Mohamed Irfan Jr. with 32. He was up there with, with James Campbell also on 32. Daya Singh with 31. Um, then we sort of go through, we've got uh, Kirkhoff. Abdul. Yes. Yep. Yes, Abdul Kirkhoff from Hawkesbury, 30. Uh, Ryan Smith from Penrith on 29. Holloway also from Sydney University on 29. Ryan Hadley. This is one I want to get some um, some of the thoughts on from our two guests. Um, Ryan Hadley is obviously part of the, he's from Manly Ringer, 28 wickets. He's part of the New South Wales program so we don't see a lot of him in the because of obviously having bowling um bowling loads managed and i wish i had that back in my day because i tell you my back feels all that bowling um but as i said he's one of those up and coming ones obviously him and mickey edwards forming that partnership there in part of that development squad for new south wales with the bowling he's sort of one that's come He's only really come onto my radar when, once he's come to Manly Varinga. Is there any light you can shed on us? Is, is, there, is there something about him that really has him standing out to those New South Wales selectors? Um, I faced him probably a couple of years ago and he just came into first grade. Um, I can't remember who he was playing for. but he Would have been Blacktown at the time. Would have been Blacktown. There you go. Um, so, yeah, he, he came on and um, he just came in and hit the pitch really hard and was getting it through about chest height up a length. So... We noticed who he was pretty quickly, um, and then obviously he's gone to Manly, and I'm not surprised that he's taken quite a few poles there. He's um, he's quick and he hits the pitch really hard and gets to move off the seam. So I think the more he bowls, the more wickets he's going to take, and the more he's going to go up that order. I'll tell you what, Dossie, that that bowling lineup at Manly these days there's some tall timber there now because you've got the Edwards brothers with Ryan Hadley, and then just casually some South African guy named More named Orkel now bowling <laughs> for them. Yeah, it's um. It's quite, it's quite uh, a serious attack, um, and I remember playing obviously against them earlier in the year, and um, it's not fun trying to face them in the dark either. I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> and even trying to face Jack was just something else. Um, they've just, they've got, 
some serious quicks and just some serious bowlers there. It's it's not tough. Sorry, it's not it's not easy, should I say? Well, and rounding out that list is uh, Ben Taylor from Bankstown with 27 wickets. We got the bowling average, the batting averages, and bowling averages here. We'll go through a couple of them um, just quickly here. Shane Watson for Sutherland tops it with 87.25. I think he got floated in on a few games that uh, obviously wanting to um, wanting qualify. to. Well, just qualifying, but also he wanted to get some practice before uh, going overseas or playing in um, some of the, the higher games that he was playing. Um, Justin Avendano from um, from UTS North Sydney, uh, 81.67. Didn't feature in that top 10 of the aggregate, but that probably just shows that he was away on Sydney Sixers duty probably a little bit more than um, North Sydney would have imagined. Um Sam Robinson from East, 71.75. Jack Leaning from Sutherland, 61.8. But this is one I wanted to ask uh, Hayden about. Elijah Eels, uh, your teammate at Mossman, 61.33. We obviously Mm. saw him in that T20 with the ball um, that we called it, uh, Alan Border Oval. But uh, being in that sort of finishing role and and having an average like that is a very handy um, prospect to have as part of your team. Yeah, he um, it's funny doing a, a little bit of um, pre-season work with Lige, um, and he, he was saying to me, he's like, oh, I just I, I don't know how I feel with the bat this year, and uh, to come out and finish with an average like that, it just shows how much of a class player he is, and he just he's one of those blokes that just digs in and just will not give away his wicket, and he's such a like to come in at eight or six, seven or eight where he comes in, it's just such a like a bonus for the team to have him that far down it's just really good especially with the ball as well yeah you handy you need those three-dimensional players in cricket these days we've got daniel bell on 60 um but ben davis um daniel 58.2 he's just showing that they just if, if everything can click for northern districts they're up there with the best with um with their batting order Absolutely, he's literally like a fine wine. He's about forty-five years old, mate. <laughs> you know, he's getting getting old, but he, he just keeps churning out runs. That um, it doesn't surprise us that much, but I think he surprises himself sometimes with how easily he does it. Um, he, I think he faced two hundred ninety-five balls or something for his hundred um, the other day, and it just didn't look like given a chance. He was class the whole way through, and he just leads the way like any leader should. Um, and just shows these other young blokes like myself how, to, how it's done and what it's like to score big runs. Uh, we'll quickly look through the bowling averages. Anthony Caruso's favourite cricketer, because he just wants to emulate him, back from Channel 7 duties, Trent Copeland with uh, 12.91. Hey, don't hey, hey, hey. Caruso. Swing, swing is king, all right? Swing is king. No, you just want to be on Channel 7 and then come back <laughs> and play cricket. Don't lie to us. Um <laughs> You got Liam Marshall from Bankstown um, at thirty at thirteen point one. Um, Steve O'Keefe showing he didn't make a lot of um, appearances for Manly, but when he did, he made him count fifteen point two one. Um, you got Nathan McAndrew as well. Uh, he was away a lot with Thunder duties on sixteen point six eight. Hayden Kerr showing why he got the opportunity with the Sydney Sixers on sixteen point. 8-2, um, and then a few to round it out. Joshua Bennett on 17.12, and Ben LaBasse from Bankstown, 17.15. Uh, 
that now takes us to the segment that I know Hayden Brown, he said in the top of the show, he was looking forward to. It is the transfer rumors coming out of the season and going into the next one. Anthony Crusoe, why don't you take us through these ones? Oh, this is going to get juicy, gentlemen. This is going to get juicy. Remember, it's only an hour podcast and we've still got four more grades to go. Yeah, I know, I know. So, we're going to get through these pretty quickly. The first one, gentlemen, tell us if you think it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen. So, the first one is a whole bunch of them going to Gordon, and it's three plays, is Joel Davies, Jay Lenton, and Aiden Barriol. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Oh, um, I, personally, I can't see I can't see them leaving. Um, I think Baz is pretty well set at Sutherland. Um I couldn't couldn't see Joel or Jay Lenton leaving Manly. Um, yeah, just doesn't doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Joel and Jay are such uh, part of the fabric now at Manly. I think it would be very uh, surprising to see them leave. Mizzy? Well, the next one, the Edwards brothers, Mickey and Jack to UTS North Sydney, with head coach Phil Mark Skidmarks also to follow him as well. I don't see it happening. I simply do oh. not see it happening. Yeah, I tell you what, I can't see them leaving Manly either. There'd have to be something involved with that. I, I couldn't see it happening. There's potential, but don't know. Doubt it. I agree. I couldn't see a Manly without those boys there. All right, well, next one, we've got Anthony Mosca leaving... Sydney to go to Fairfield, Liverpool. This one was originally rumoured to be a mid-season transfer. It didn't eventuate. Doesn't mean it can't happen next season. Yeah, I think out of all the ones we've been through um, so far, I'd say this would be the most likely. And the reason why, and Daniel might be able to speak to it a bit as well, is that Anthony Mosca, once upon a time, was in part of the furniture at Sydney first grade team. But he's not played a lot this year. Yeah, I, I'm really... Um seen much of the scores coming out of um, Sydney this year, but I did see him, him hit a big 100 in one of the limited overs games early, earlier in the year, so um, he's obviously still got a lot of talent um, and he obviously can still play the game at a very high level, um, so yeah, I, I don't know on this one, but he's obviously got a lot to give first grade and wherever he can get a first grade spot, I guess um, I'm sure he'd want to be playing as much first grade as he can. Well, this is this would be a big one if it comes off. Arjun Nair to join the Black, Blacktown Mounties to join his long-term mentor in Neil DaCosta. I could see this happening. I could legit see this happening, and it wouldn't be the first time that Arjun Nair has, has jumped clubs because he went obviously went from Hawkesbury to Fairfield Liverpool. I could see him going to Blacktown as well, especially considering the amount of money that's being thrown around at that club now. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Um, if the cost is there, I think that Arjun's a huge chance of going. So I'd definitely write that one down in the books, I think. Yeah, it, Neil's such a great coach, and, and Arjun's obviously got to the heights he has. Um, obviously, Neil's had a big impact on him, so you never know with those sort of things. But, yeah, it's definitely possible. And last but certainly not least, Nathan Rowe to head back to Sutherland. Hasn't played there in 10 years since 2009-10, but uh, this is the rumour mill. Yeah, I, I, don't see, I don't see it happening. I, I don't know why he'd want to leave where he is at the moment. I can't, I can't really comment too much on this one. I'm not 100% sure. 
but um, I'll I'll let that one go. <laughs> that one through the yeah. keyboard. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'll, I don't know much about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we better take a break here on splinters. We've got plenty more to cover. We've got second through to fifth grade, plus club champs, plus everything else that uh, happens throughout New South Wales Premier Cricket. You are listening to Splinters the Bench podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM, triplehfm.com.au. All the good and bad podcast sites we're on as well. We're proudly brought to you by Magpies, Waitara, and the Sydney Ice Hockey Bears. It's all about caring. Sydney Bears, your ice hockey champions of Australia. Make sure you stay tuned. Plenty more Splinters coming up next. Welcome back to Splinters the Bench Podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM, triplehfm.com.au. All your good and bad podcast sites. Obviously, we're brought to you by Magpies Waitara and the All About Caring Sydney Bears. If you've just tuned in, I am the wise man, Matt Mears. I'm joined by Mr. Cricket Sydney, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso, Daniel Anderson from Northern Districts, Hayden Brown from Mossman Cricket Club. We're going through the 2019-20 New South Wales Premier Cricket season. Sorry, before you do, before you oh. do, we've just had a rumour come in. We've oh, just had of a course rumor we've had. In. Yeah. Uh, some, guy named, same, some guy named Jay Brown claiming that uh, Hayden Brown is about to become the next cricketing TV superstar on a dating oh. site. <laughs> what is, are we is, there, is, is this what we're having? Tinder, Tinder, Tinder cricket because there's no other sport on. No, no, no. This is this is this is supposedly this is supposedly Hayden Brown following in the footsteps of Cameron Merchant. I reckon. Apparently, Hayden Brown is going to be the next star on The Bachelor. Can you confirm or deny those rumours? I I can uh, I can instantly deny that uh, as I am currently a taken man. So oh, there is your salacious rumours. Salacious rumours. Thanks, Brownie. Yeah, always giving us the good content. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, sorry about that, boys. Sorry to play <laughs> it down like that. Yeah, thanks, thanks Brownie. <laughs> Chuck your son under the bus. Wouldn't expect yeah. anything less. <laughs> we almost had another TV sensation on this on this podcast, you know? Well, there's, there's, there's four of us. One of us could get up. You could take oh, over yeah, from right. Trent Copeland to Caruso. I know that's what you want. Well, look, there is probably more chance of hating. <laughs> Love watching that. Wouldn't be, yeah. wouldn't be going anywhere near it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is why we love splinters. But um, as I was, before I was rudely interrupted by um, salacious rumours by one Jay Brown, we were going to go through uh, the rest of the um, the rest of the um, sides, the rest of the grades for the previous season that has just gone. We'll move to second grade. Bankstown took that out by just a point over East with St. George, Western Suburbs, Parramatta and Sydney making up the top six just ahead of Manly and UTS North Sydney. We'll just go through quickly the top ten tables for the grade. If there's anybody that anybody um, knows about, please chime in and uh, let us know um, anything you can about them. First off, um, the batting, we got Stephen Doney from Randy Pete's on 518. Jason Hughes from Western Suburbs, He's on 523. Um, Jason, Hughes, Jason Hughes, brother of the late great Phil Hughes. Well, he was a long time. He was a long time first grader. He was a uh, Mossman, I believe, as well. But uh, now back playing second grade. Um, 
Uh, Rian Arnjum from Hawkesbury on 506. Glenn Aiken um, from UTS North Sydney on 501. Will Simpson from East on 500. Tim Affleck from the Randy Peets on 487. Harrison King from Parramatta, 469. Lachlan O'Connor from Fairfield Liverpool, 465. Raymond Alexander, any relation to the other Alexander's career? So he's on 454. I don't believe. I don't believe so. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just a, a common name. Well, we'll have to send Ryan Alexander, the uh, googly expert, to North Sydney as well. Um, well. It's fine. We'll keep him at HBCC. And Andrew Calvert from Parramatta. He rounds out the top ten on 451. We'll go to the bowling now. Uh, Lewis McMahon from Sydney Uni on 35. Tony Clark from Bankstown, 33. James Aiken, another of the Aikens um, for UTS North Sydney on 33. Andrew Walsh also from on 33 from St. George. Another one on 33 is Kieran Tate from Sydney University. Thomas McKenzie from the Randy Peets on 32. Taz Yandin from East Yes, Yazdani. Yazdani. Thank you. This is why I'm on this show, just to mispronounce names. Uh, 31. Here's one that you can help us out with, Hayden. Harjit Singh, 30. We did see him in the T20s, but um, was mostly a fixture in second grade this year. Yeah, Harjit, um, he was a new addition to the club this year, coming from Wests. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just that guy. Um, same, same as quite, uh, the name you mentioned up the top there, Tony Clark. Um, just one of those guys that just, off a few paces, swings the ball from left to right massively and uh, just t- just takes wickets. And he was really vital uh, opening the bowling this year. And, yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't surprise me that he's up in the top of the names up there. He performed really well this year. And just rounding out that top 10, Cameron Holmes from Sydney on 27. And also on 27, I'm waiting for it, Caruso, Jake Carden from Manly Ringer. Oh boy, Jake Carden. He this is it's actually rather surprising. What what surprises me the most is how varied that top ten is because it's not dominated by any of the particular clubs that made the the top six. It's a pretty decent spread right the way through. Uh, and this is often you have to I imagine Daniel because you've often got the fringe first grade who might be dominating second grade, but it is a big step to go from second to first grade these days. Yeah, it's a massive jump um, from second to first grade. But having said that, looking at those numbers there, I, I hadn't seen those stats yet. But guys like Tony Clark, um, Yazdani, and, and all the batters there as well, the Aiken brothers, um, Affleck, all those guys, they're actually very good first grade cricketers. So it actually shows that it might not be as, as big a jump or it's a good standard at the very least. Um, but, yeah, obviously it, it can be tough when you go up to first grade. Um, but, yeah, I think... As you said, if you're doing really well in second grade, you'd hope to get a go in first grade at some stage. So you won't see as high wicket totals or as high run totals in the um, in the lower grades. Well, quickly, we'll move along to third grade. Sydney Uni won with a round of spare over Mossman with Bankstown, Sydney, Man- uh, Parramatta and Manly Ringer finishing out that top six. They were just ahead of East and Penrith, topping the batting. Daniel Apps from Mossman, 458, Doss. Uh, obviously, he would have been proud of that effort. Yeah, Apps, uh, one of the the older men in the group. And, yeah, look, he's so deserving of those runs this year. He's just um, just gets around the club, just gets around the team, skippering threes, 
he's just a he's just a guy you want to have on your side. He can just destroy a bowling lineup. And um, yeah, there's a couple times this year he's really done that. And credit to him, he's you know had a great year. So yeah, good bloke too. One of the one of the greats. One of the greats. I know where that's from. Um, Charles <laughs> Litchfield from Sydney Uni on 443. Ben Panelopoulos from St George on 403. Luke Doran from Fairfield Liverpool. That's not this. That can't be. It is. Oh, what's he doing? Down. Burgling. What's he doing? Burgling runs in third grade. Well, he's obviously burgling runs in third grade. There's nothing wrong with that. Is that it? Daniel, is that a legitimate burglar alert there? Did Luke Doran in third grade? Oh, well, he's played uh, professional cricket for quite a few years, so it may well be. Yeah, burglar. Like, that's our first burglar <laughs> alert. There we go. I think Carry we're going to find some more. I think we're going to find some more, so stay tuned. Uh, Chris Lloyd <laughs> from UTS North Sydney on three. 389, Sean Thornton from Sutherland on 383, Jordan Valinsky from UTS North Sydney, 368. And here you go, Caruso. Again, let loose. Zach to author from Manly Ringo, 366. Oh, the son of the son of God. The son of God has made his way up. And not just because his father is Ross Trawartha, but uh, an interesting stat, uh, interesting fact about him, he is actually born on December 25. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky. We won't go there. Um Bennett, well, we said he would have, would have wanted to get some good cricket year for Christmas if it's a double present. Um, yeah, Bennett Walsh from Sydney Uni on 3.65 and Justin Felsh from Bankstown, 3.63. Very tight there in that bottom half of the top 10. We'll go to the bowling. We got Mark Fry from Sydney on 30 and I'm just going to leave this one to you, Caruso. The flashing lights are up again. This is a genuine bur- yeah the, the the sirens are going off. Dossie, this is Dossie and Daniel. This is a genuine burglar alert here. Matt Junk with 29 wickets just last year. He was playing first grade for Gordon. What is doing? <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, he Junkie, yeah, he's come from Gordon. Um, I I don't know really what the 100% the story is behind him playing threes. I think he just wanted to enjoy his cricket a bit more with some of the boys. And um, look, to be honest, he's an extremely handy player to have in third grade. Um, I mean, he was, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year he finished the best, if not one of the best aggregates for white ball cricket. Um, So to have him in third grade was just like, yeah, well, wow. I mean, it shows they, they ended up coming second, so credit to them. Daniel, your experience playing against Junkie? I'm sure he's got me out once or twice, so he's, <laughs> he's definitely, I don't know if that says much about my batting, but he, I think he's a very good bowler. Um, I've played, well, I've seen him play a lot of first grade, and he's always been one of the top performers. Um, he's always someone you highlight in team meetings as being someone who's going to be very dangerous. Um, for the other team. So I think he's still got a lot of first-grade cricket ahead of him. And, um, yeah, he's, as I've said, an exceptional bowler, and I think he'll be playing higher grades in no time. All right, we'll keep going. Henry Clark from Sydney Uni on 27. Billy Barge from East on 26. Jason Coleman from Parramatta on 25. Zane Sampsey from Western Suburbs on 24. And Dan, Phil, Phil Melville from Northern Districts on 22. Yeah, Melly's another one of our old grade. He's, I think he's about 40, or actually he's over his 50s now. He just went um, overseas with the Aussie <laughs> over 50s team. 
um, to the World Cup, and he took great delight in wearing his yellow pads around training for the <laughs> week or two ahead before he went overseas. That's a fine. Delight oh. out of <laughs> Two um, bucks. Yeah, so two? We, uh, <laughs> we enjoyed that. How um, humble is he? So How humble is he? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he, he loves um, giving the young blokes some stick when they rock up with tape on their helmets. So it was pretty good to see him rock up with yellow pads to training. So the boys enjoyed giving him a fair bit of stick after that one. Uh, we'll quickly go through the rest. Jacob New from Penrith on 22. Aaron Cross from UNSW on 22 as well. But um, Dos- Charles Foster from Mossman on 21. Yeah, uh, Doc is one of the the most, if not the most, awkward bowler to face uh, ever. It's just a whole a whole lot of body and a whole lot of hands. It's the best way I can describe it. It's he, but he when he finds a length, he's quite a tall man, and when he finds a length, it's quite sharp as well. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. Uh, he had a few limited. I think he's only played maybe half the season or just over half the season. So he's. he's Done quite well to um, pick up a few wickets there. So, yeah, pretty good from Doc. All right, we'll move along to fourth grade in a two-horse race. Sydney Uni edged out Hawkesbury by a point, with Penrith, Easts, Manly and St George making the top six in the tightest level ladder of the whole competition. They're ahead of Sutherland, Bankstown, UNSW and Northern District. Um, batting aggregate top ten, Matthew Coles from East on 482. Um I'll leave you to that one, Caruso. Uh, Zulfika Shalahuddin on, from Hawkesbury on 474. There you go, Mirzi. Thank you. Um, oh no, it's nice that you're useful for something. Um, Dean Lang from Hawkesbury on 434. Lachlan Ball from Sydney on 428. Nicholas Everett from Union New South Wales, 406. Kel Mullins from the Red Peets on 345. Liam Kelno from Sydney Uni on 3. Three eight. Sean Bridges from Fairfield Liverpool three three. Now six. I can actually now I can actually talk to Sean Bridges because I used to oh. play against him in um in the Shines competition. This guy can bat. He's a big guy. He's a pretty big unit, but he has got an absolutely brilliant eye. And whenever we played him, we always identified him as one of the key wickets to take. So, not surprised that Sean Bridges has gone back to Fairfield Liverpool. He is a quality bat. Uh, we've got Harja Singh from Blacktown Mounties on 3.20 and Jack Roach from the Union New South Wales on 3.14. We'll go through the bowlings. NJ Brewer from Sydney on 31. Will Straker from Sutherland on 31 as well. Stephen Wark from St. George on 30. Rex Greaves from Sydney Uni on 30. Thomas Kennedy from St. George on 29. Michael Robinson from Sydney Uni on 26. Simon Grove from Fairfield Liverpool on 26. Matthew Williams from Oxbury, you guessed it, 26. Richard Nolan from Sutherland on 24, and Jack Olsen from Eastern Suburbs on 21 rounds out fourth grade. And as we move along to fifth grade, uh, UTS North Sydney won the premiership over Penrith, who were well clear of Sutherland in third position. Behind them, it was St. George, Hawkesbury, and Manly Ringer to round out that top six. Now, that's um, significant, that, because that's, I believe, that's UTS North Sydney's first trophy in 26 years. So, uh, a big milestone has finally been broken. UTS North Sydney have their first premiership in 26 years. Well, so that's a huge effort. It's a huge achievement for, for UTS North Sydney. Obviously, you can see that the recruitment drive that they're on, yes, the, the, the Crosswaits didn't 
Um, probably weren't there as long as they would have wished. But I said, talking to a few players inside um, North Sydney, they said that once the crossweights came in, there was a bit of a culture shift and the training sort of got a little bit tougher. There was a little bit more um, edge to them. So ha- hopefully that sort of stays there and they'll be able to um, improve on that and, and add to the uh, the trophy cabinet as the years go by. But uh, we'll go to the top 10, the batting aggregate. And that first one, I'll, as I know who his father is, I want you to say that first one up, Mr. Caruso, because I'm sure you're going to have something to say. No, no, uh, uh, no, 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 it's perfectly all right. Matthew Yemmer from uh, St. George, 450, uh, the son of the former New South Wales Premier, Morris Yemmer, I believe, who's also the president of the Campbelltown Camden Cricket Club. He's uh, also he's the president of the DCA. Yes, he is. So, mm. uh, but he is a um, the, the, the whole Yemmer family are cricket tragics, um, and Morris has done a lot of good work within the cricketing world. So, uh, not surprised to see Matthew there. Uh, we'll go through the the rest of them quickly. You got Daniel Dent from Penrith on four hundred nine. Oscar Lucius from Manly Ringer three seventy seven. I've played the odd game with him um, as he was coming up and playing for Harbord in uh, the lower grades before he made it through to Shires. Uh, good batsman, also a wicketkeeper. Did you play any with him in the Shires competition, Caruso? I didn't, but I did get to watch a little bit of him, and he's quite handy with the gloves. So, um, you know, he's going to be another up-and-coming wicketkeeper. Certainly is. Uh, Brett Lack from Fairfield, Liverpool. He was on 375. Joshua Govan from Union, New South Wales, 356. Ben Gorham from Western Suburbs, 356. David Monaghan from Gordon, 322. Nicholas Johnson from Hawkesbury, 321. Lachlan Jacobs from Hawkesbury, 314. And uh, I'll leave that last one to you. Peter Pegardis. Pegardis, all right, we'll go with that. Uh, He was from Fairfield, Liverpool. He made 305. Bowling aggregate, that first one, Patrick Lindsay. Any relation to the Lindsays of Manly Caruso? He finished top 143. That I couldn't answer. Honestly, could not answer that. Could not answer that. All right. We'll, um, we'll go through. Uh, Nathan Winnington from Sutherland on 33. Brendan Vella from Penrith on 31. Chris Savage from UTS North Sydney on 29. Matthew Starr, Fairfield Liverpool, 29. And also on 29, Andrew Rockford from Manly Warringah. Where else would we have heard that name? I believe he is a TV superstar now as well. I mean, we're talking about um, we're talking about TV superstars here. Maybe Hayden, you need to speak to Rochi about getting a, getting a contract and seeing if he's got one for me as well. No, I might have to. No, maybe maybe Daniel. Actually, Daniel Anderson would probably be the best one because let's face it, he is the best looking of the lot here at the moment. No, I wouldn't say that. Definitely. <laughs> By far. But, yeah, well, it's the best of the bad bunch. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But said, yeah, he, he was captain of the Manly fifth grade sign. He finished on 29. Ben Gorham from Western Suburbs, also on 29. Owen Procrest from Mossman on 28. Um, Hayden, obviously good to see another young bowler coming through from Mossman in fifth grade um, on that top yeah. 10 list. Yeah, he uh, Om was there last year, and he did uh, he did exceptionally well last year as well. Um, something in the 30s, I think, maybe. But... Um, yeah, he's a left-arm ortho. Um, turns just turns the ball really far, and it's really good for um, to see him coming up the grades. And I think he's going to get a big opportunity next year, climbing up the grades. 
So, um, yeah, no, well done to him. And uh, just rounding out that top 10, Hayden Robinson from Gordon on 27, and Daniel Dent to go with his uh, 409 runs also picked up 25 wickets. The point of in Grey Shield, you can talk to us a bit about this, Hayden. Fairfield Liverpool um, ended up taking that out over UTS North Sydney. Mossman, you guys were up there at the end, but just at the end of the day, just couldn't quite um, get into that final. Yeah, we uh, come up against Gordon in the quarters uh, up at up at Gordon, and um, yeah, it's just one of those days where it was. Uh, well, I, I personally thought it was one of those days where if you just you, you won the toss, the game looked to be heavily in your favour. Um, it was a little bit of a tacky wicket, um, but look, still at the end of the day, we didn't really dig in. Um, just middle order with, uh, you know, anywhere between. 20 and 30, and at the end of the day, 140 just wasn't enough. And um, their opener came out, um, can't think of his name, young fella, um, and just just bombed him. Um, absolutely. That wasn't, him. That, wasn't Jamie Beck, that wasn't Jamie Beckus. That wasn't Jamie Beckus. Jamie Beckus. Yeah. It was Jamie Beckus, yeah. Uh, just, just came out, and I think he bombed about 80 off um, about 60 or 70. It was just carnage a few chances but uh he just he got him over the line essentially so really good performance by him and i i personally thought they were going to go on to win the comp so to see them get knocked out by uh, north sydney was quite quite a shock for me well well dan it said fairfield liverpool taking out the the title against uts north sydney it's a good sign for for the future coming through when you can win these competitions and it, it just means that I said the, the few of us old guys it just makes us rest that little bit easier that hopefully one day there'll be some young guys that will come through and, and do the hard work and we can just sort of move down the grades and start to burgle like uh, the Matty Junks of the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Fairfield, it's, it's so good to see Fairfield and North Sydney up there. Um, a couple of clubs who probably have struggled a little bit over the last few years um, in the higher grades. It's so good to see them both. Um, having some young players come through um, and obviously making a name for themselves in the PGs comp. So really happy to see both those teams um, get up there. And there's a couple of very um, notable names that are coming through that lineup, or or that top 10 with the bat in particular. So first off, Nathan Doyle uh, from Gordon with 301 runs. He's been a regular of that first grade team for a couple of years. Obviously, the big revelation with the bat this year was Jack James from UTS North Sydney, not only scoring 294 in Port of Grey for, for UTS North Sydney, but also making an appearance for his home club in Darwin uh, in the National T20 Championship. Harry Menenti, the brother of uh, Ben Menenti, getting 261. And Mizzy and Dossie, one you guys might know, both know as well, Matt Moran, young Matt Moran, now at Sydney University with 243 runs. Yeah, um I don't know if you you guys have seen Matty, but I uh, I saw him a few just before, oh, beginning of the season, and can I just say he's about six foot seven and built <laughs> like a, a brick shit house. He's huge uh, compared to the the kid I played junior cricket with. Um, it shocked me. I was looking up into the sky. He's a big boy, so to see him in the runs doesn't surprise me. He looks like he could hit a ball a long way. <laughs> Then if you go to the bowling, Mizzy. Well, so the bowling was really shared around, um, obviously, with um, Damon Howard and uh, Ryan Mepham 
from Gordon, I said Ryan Meppen, we've obviously seen it for a, a couple of seasons in that first grade side for Gordon. They both finished on 16. Um, but you have a look at through that, not, not too many. Griffin Lee uh, from Manly Ringers played in the first grade as well. Chad Samet, Charlie Castle, we also mentioned before. So uh, some names in that list there that to keep an eye on in the, over the next couple of years, making their way up the grades. We'll quickly have a look at Green Shield before we'll have a look at a few of the other um, competitions and trophies that were given out at the end of the year. So the Green Shield, the top two teams making the grand final. St. George caused a huge boil over denying the undefeated Eastern Suburbs and taking out that Green Shield Caruso. Um, as said, St. George, they do like taking out those competitions, but to do it over East, who really put a lot of effort into that competition... Um, would have stung a little bit. It did, it did sting. And Eastern Suburbs went in off the back of their amazing bowling attack of Angus Heyman and Matthew Sidhu. Um, but it was, all it was, it was St. George's batting that put them under all sorts of pressure. Ethan Jamison, uh, backed up by Sam Constas, uh, between them, scoring over 800 runs. And that's going to get you a lot of places very quickly. Uh, it just really did put too much pressure on the bowling attack to try and break through, and it never really the batting to really try and stand up and face the suburbs. It didn't happen. Well, just having a quick look at those top ten tables, you, you, you have a look at Eastern Suburbs at those those three bowlers with 23, 23, and 19, absolutely dominating that bowling aggregate, and then you have Thomas Cody with um, 438 runs, second on that list. Um, only Ethan Jamison from St. George um, scoring better at 489. But a couple of names there that we'll have a look at. Joel Davies, obviously, we know is going to go on to do special things. But uh, Ryan Swain, um, Dan, what can you tell us about him? Oh, Ryan's a very special young player. I think he really typifies what our club's all about. Um, I've never seen him standing around training doing nothing. He's always working hard, um, asking for advice. And out in the field, he just... The way he plays is really dynamic. Um, I think he's going to be a very, very special player. Um, I think he might have made his second grade debut in the last game of the season as well, which is huge for a kid of his age. Um, and him with another young kid that you'll want to watch the name of, um, Cam Tunks, coming through the grades at NDs. Those two are two of our um, special players of the future. So I'll definitely keep an eye on those two in the next coming years. Yeah, well, Ryan, he finished with 412 runs third on that top 10 Ladder and and Dos, um, Joshua Gale he finished with 328 runs. Uh, he was Mossman's top scorer in the competition. Yeah, young Joshy he's a uh, he's a really hard worker in the nets. Um, he does really well, really grinds out as much as he can with training, and um, it's it paid off. He um, re- really good young batter, um, and he's a really bright prospect for the future. Well said. That's the that's the main competitions, but don't get us wrong as we are almost hitting stumps here on splinters. Some of the other awards we'll have a quick chat about. The club championship, Bankstown were uh, worthy re- recipients of the uh, club championship. They finished 150 points clear of Eastern Suburbs and Sydney Uni, while Sydney finished third, 202 points behind Bankstown, just ahead of Manly. Um, but the real 
shocker and the real dismal season was Fairfield Liverpool. They finished on the bottom of the ladder on 529 points, nearly 200 points behind Hawkesbury, yet they walked away with one premiership and the Port Ivan Grace Shield. Yeah, it's, it's a, they threw all of their effort into winning, trying to win Port Ivan Grey, and they've managed to do so. Um, congratulations to them, but um, it really is... Um, you know, with the exception of some of the young kids coming through, it does look like dark times down at Rosedale Oval at the moment. Well, I said there was a um, there's a few uh, big scores throughout the competition. The highest individual score went to Parramatta all-rounder Scott Copperfield. He was the only man to, to crack 200 runs. He scored 206 not out in a second-grade game against St George. That must have been a sight to behold. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scott Copperfield has been bouncing in and out of first grade for the last couple of years. So scoring 206 in second grade, not a big surprise there. Uh, and he beat off um, one particular player, Daniel, that you've probably played against a bit, Ryan Gibson, who picked, scored 188 against UTS North Sydney and 186 not out against Hawkesbury. Yeah, well, Gibson's just an unbelievable uh, first-grade cricketer. He's one of those guys that when you play against him, if you drop him or you miss a run out, you sort of drop your heads and you think he's going to hit 200 off 140 balls. So he's a very dangerous player, um, someone that you have to take every chance when he gives it to you. And um, on Scott Copfield as well, I, I think um, it's a real shame he's in second grade because he's, I think he must have been injured this year because he's such a good bowler. Um, and all-rounder in first grade. So uh, we'd all love to see him back in first grade and um, and dominating up there as well. But, yeah, he's um, sort of a shame to see him injured this year. Well, just quickly, we'll have, we, gotta, we can't leave out the bowlers. Best bowling figures. Two eight-fers were achieved this season. Doss, Georgie Tate from Mossman, eight for 48 against Northern Districts in fourth grade. Yeah, he um, he was one of the Poms this year. Uh, young fella uh, came over and um, really really good player, great batsman as well. And yeah, he bowled the house down. He worked really hard with one of the first grade bowlers um, in Jaden Park um, in just working on his spin. And uh, I think he changed a few little small techniques um, with the ball. And then um, blow me down, he took eight for 40. So, uh, yeah, credit to him. And I think he's gone back home to a second 11 county contract, perhaps. I'm not 100% sure about that, but um, done very well. Well, I said that um, you'd be happy with that effort um, to pick up that second 11 contract. But uh, as time is away, and that is stumps here on Splinters, uh, the bench podcast, it was the New South Wales Premier Cricket Review for 2000. And 1920, want to thank everybody first. Dan Anderson from Northern Districts, thanks for joining us here tonight. Thanks for having us, guys. Loved it. We appreciate it. Hayden Brown from Mossman, loved having you on as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Loved it. And Anthony Caruso, you're just here all the time. Yeah, well, when when you're hovering around across the road, you don't get to go far, do you? Well, thank God for um, for social distancing. We, uh, we we can do it over Skype, and I didn't have to go to your house. Um, just to make sure you check out Cricket Sydney. He will be all over it by this time uh, next week. Um, thank you very much for joining us all. Um, I am the wise man, Matt Mears. So for, for Dan, for Hayden, for Anthony, and for myself, thank you very much for joining us on Splinters. We'll be back same time next week with some more cricket reviews. 
And as said, we always enjoy your company here on Triple H 100.1 FM and triplehfm.com.au and all the great podcasts and even the bad ones that we're on as well. Make sure you tune in on Friday for the bench at 6 o'clock. Good night.